Hello everybody, welcome or welcome back to the podcast. Happy March. I know I was MIA last week. Long story short, I was out traveling and normally if that were the case, I would pre-record an episode to upload while I was gone. However, I'll just be totally honest with you guys, not not to turn this into a therapy session, but I have noticed that I tend to overextend myself because of my people pleasing. It's something I'm working on, but it kind of results in me spreading myself too thin to where I've noticed I just have not had the time that I need for myself, which when I kind of put that all into place and into perspective, it didn't sound like me at all. Sometimes I'm worried that I'm taking too much time for myself, but I feel like I'm just a very social person and I just feel like I need to be surrounded by people and doing things 24-7 where obviously you put people pleasing in the mix. And yeah, I just have not had time to really sit down and focus on the things that I am passionate about. For example, this podcast. But I had a really good week to just kind of rest and, and reset. And I'm really, you know, full speed ahead with the podcast. And actually, hopefully by the time this episode is released, I am releasing an Instagram for the podcast. It is at Disordered Podcast with two T's on Instagram. So make sure to go follow it. I'll be posting updates and episode content and just good stuff. And it'll be a great way to stay in the loop of everything. And I feel like it'll be a nice way to be able to communicate with the people that have been listening to the podcast because I've talked about this before, but podcasting is just the weirdest thing because you can't comment or like a podcast like you can on Instagram or YouTube or TikTok or whatever where I I don't even see reviews either on Spotify I can't read (laughs) reviews people have given me until there's like a certain amount I don't even know how it works I don't know how it works I know it tells me when I've been getting reviews but it doesn't tell me what the reviews are or who they're from so it's just a very odd situation where obviously I'm sitting down in front of a microphone each week talking, but I don't really know to who and I don't really know who's listening unless they DM me on Instagram, which I love when you guys DM me. So please keep doing it. I feel like it really helps me kind of put a face to who's listening and I love that and I appreciate that. So as always, DM me anything. I will literally talk to you guys about anything. It's at Jamie Robin, J-A-M-I-R-O-B-B-E-N. Actually, take that back as I was just talking about the Instagram. Now, you can DM me on the Disordered Podcast Instagram, which again is just Disordered Podcast with two T's at the end. And I'll respond on there because, duh, the Instagram is for the podcast. And obviously, it's still me running it. So uh, I will chat to anyone. Okay, I think that covers that. That's pretty much my life update as well. So today we are talking about how last week was 
national eating disorder awareness week it's always the last week of february so it was this past week and ended on technically friday but when i'm recording this it's still the weekend so like i said i wasn't here last week i'm talking about this like i'm in school i I didn't post last week is what i'm saying and i really wanted to talk about kind of my update for my eating disorder as of march 2023 this will mark the third year of my eating disorder recovery because i'll always say this that recovery is not a destination it's just a continued journey i feel like you can never really just kind of rid everything which maybe that's morbid maybe maybe there's someone out there who 100 percent never for a second (laughs) deals with any you know um lasting effects of an eating disorder but i do i i still deal with things as a result of my eating disorder on the daily and i just wanted to share an update with you guys because actually the the lowest or let me rephrase i thought the episode that would be the lowest performing would be my story of my eating disorder because Honestly, I just, it's not that I didn't think people would care, but I thought what people would want is kind of like the juicy content that could help them, like recovery content. But actually, the story of my eating disorder still to this, well, I take that back. (laughs) It's the second highest performing episode. I had a random episode in there that went viral in (laughs) some country that is not America and i don't know if that was like a fluke or whatever but i because of that i like to say that my eating disorder story is my best performing episode and so i thought you know maybe people would want to hear an update three years into recovery so that's what we're going to talk about today so let's just get right into it okay so Obviously, if you have listened to my original story of my eating disorder, you would know that I kind of peaked and have kind of been on the mend since then, but I wanted to just address some things that have kind of changed in my physical appearance since recovering from an eating disorder, so I just want to kind of put a trigger warning that if you are triggered by talking about weight, weight fluctuation, losing weight, anything like that, um, I just would maybe listen to a different episode because in this episode, I will be talking about my weight fluctuation and my weight loss, for lack of a better word. And yeah, if that is something that you have a hard time listening to, no shame to that. Just yeah, lots of different episodes for you to listen to that will make you feel a lot better about things that does not talk about weight loss so there's a little trigger warning now let's get into it so basically i kind of want to pick things back up from honestly mm, i i think i'm going to start in the summer of 2021 because that's kind of where things started shaking up a little bit so if you know me personally you most likely know that i have been to Spain for two summers, au pairing. If you don't know what au pairing, basically you're a nanny for a family in a different country. 
So for two summers, the summer of 2021 and the summer of 2022, I lived with a family in Spain and they're the most amazing family ever. I still adore them. Obviously I visit all the things. So something with the family, I'm just putting that from the start. It's not the family, but just the Spanish culture at a whole their eating and eating schedule is just so different from the u.s and that was so difficult for me to deal with recovering from an eating disorder so the summer of 2021 in may is when i first went and basically in spain they eat an incredibly light breakfast like literally like a cracker like i don't i don't understand but they eat such a light breakfast and then they just won't eat till lunch which isn't until 4 p.m they'll have a pretty large lunch and then they don't eat dinner until you know 11 11 30 sometimes later and it'll be a very light dinner that's kind of the norm in spain and it works for them the people there obviously everyone's doing it everyone loves it but me being american not being used to that schedule and also starting to be tuned into my hunger cues again it was extremely difficult for me um eating wise in spain i felt like i was overeating some days and just under eating other days i just felt like I finally got my hunger and fullness cues back and it felt, I just felt super guilty that I wasn't able to listen to them. And again, I feel like sometimes when I kind of explain this, it almost makes it seem like the family was like starving me or something. That's not the case at all. They, they always made sure that I was well fed, but it was just my own doing where I just have a hard time kind of expressing my needs. And so obviously I would never be like, hey, I'm hungry. Like I need food or whatever. And that's my own fault. And I know that. Okay. But just in general, the like schedule for eating, the quantities and all that stuff was very different for me. And it was really difficult for me. And also on top of that, I'm not in control of what I'm eating because I'm staying with a family. So I'm eating obviously what is provided to me. And it was always so good, like such tasty food, but it was a lot of my fear foods, a lot of foods that I was afraid of eating. And so it kind of just like sent me into facing a lot of things head on that I just wasn't quite ready to face. So the summer of 2021 was pretty difficult in that regard, and I had a hard time with the food guilt in Spain, but I I still felt like I was growing from my eating disorder. I didn't feel like I was fully going back into the place I started, but I I felt like I kind of was stunting my growth a little bit because the food guilt was still there, and I was just having a hard time with it. But fast forward to senior year of college, first semester of senior year, I was living on my own for the first time where I'm like cooking for myself 24-7 in an apartment, not living in a sorority house, anything like that. And I didn't think I realized fully how 
much effort it takes to really nourish your body when you're the one cooking for yourself and grocery shopping for yourself and I feel like I was just always looking for the fastest and cheapest option and not making eating meals a priority and so I kind of was already going down that road and then I started taking medication for my acne in November of 2021 and once I started taking this medication I started losing quite a bit of weight and just want to put it out there that I've seen a doctor about it so I've gotten professional help and advice so don't worry about that but basically with the medication I was on one of the side effects is that it kind of suppresses your appetite a little bit it just makes it so you're not quite as hungry and when I went to the doctor about it she said that she doesn't think that was the cause of my weight loss it's a pretty abnormal side effect for the medication I'm on she more so thinks that it was due to my anxiety and just big life changes which I'll get into there was a lot of life changes and just lifestyle changes that I think resulted in my weight loss but long story short whether it was the medication whether it was the life changes that i'll talk about and lifestyle changes the point is that i lost quite a bit of weight very unexpectedly i was not planning that or or trying to do that but i cannot even begin to tell you how much harder everything kind of not harder just more complex is a better word to phrase that it got recovering from my eating disorder when i lost weight because that was also around the time when i started outwardly just being more open about my struggle with an eating disorder and obviously if you put two and two together you see someone lose a lot of weight rapidly and randomly and then they come out saying that they have struggled with an eating disorder you automatically assume that those two and two go together but that's was not the case for me actually when i was losing the weight i would say that was when my relationship with food was really on the mend up i feel like it was just really, really good during this time, which I feel like it's one of those things, maybe a couple years down the line, I might look back at that time and be like, no, my, my relationship with food was not good. But at this point in my life, when I look back at that time, I remember that I was facing a lot of my fear foods, allowing myself to eat when I wanted what I wanted. And I was just growing a ton with my relationship with food in general. But because I felt like I was being more open with my eating disorder i felt like i had to go above and beyond to prove to people that i was not still struggling because of the weight loss and this became so difficult for me because i was trying so hard to honor my body and my hunger and fullness cues but i just felt like I was just being looked at and watched all the time when I was eating from when I told people about my struggle where it's like if I went to a meal with family members or friends 
and I wouldn't finish my meal or I wouldn't eat a ton because I genuinely was not very hungry, I felt like there was just this unsaid judgment. Not, I don't want to say judgment because that obviously implies it's a negative vibe, but it, it was just more so this like unsaid thing where they were like, okay like are you good like are you not eating because you're still struggling or are you not eating because you're not hungry and I felt like I always had to like I still this is still something that I'm really having a difficult time with is I feel like I just always have to over explain everything and be like oh no like I I x y and z before so like I'm not hungry and like I just like can't eat a lot at one time and all this stuff when like at the end of the day, like literally who cares? Who cares? It's something that I, again, am still having a hard time with, but it's like, I know my relationship with food. I know where I am in my relationship with food and how much I have grown. And I still struggle on the daily. Again, like I said, like there are still some times where I tell myself like, oh, I shouldn't eat that or I shouldn't x y and z and i have to take a step back and say okay where is that coming from is that coming from listening to what my body actually wants or is that coming from these past thoughts that are kind of coming up to the surface but at the end of the day if i'm eating with someone and i am not hungry i should not feel like i have to explain that or feel like i have to explain why i'm getting a salad at a restaurant instead of getting whatever else just because you're recovered or recovering from an eating disorder does not mean that you should feel like you have to fit into this recovering box where it's like, okay, if you used to get salads at a restaurant, for example, when you're going through your eating disorder, if you're recovering or recovered, I'm just going to say recovering because like I said in the beginning of the episode, I feel like very few people are just recovered and that's that. So if you're recovering and you go to a restaurant and you're genuinely not craving anything except for a salad, you should not feel like you have to explain that. It doesn't mean that you're spiraling back into an eating disorder if you eat a salad at a restaurant. And I feel like I felt this this unsaid thing where I felt like I couldn't get certain things at restaurants or eat certain things in front of people or I had to eat if food was placed in front of me to prove something to people and be like, look, I'm eating, like I'm good. And just always explaining to people. And I think there's a difference between if people ask out of pure that, you know, they genuinely care about you and your well-being versus you doing something that doesn't need to be done. If someone comes to you who loves you and is close to you and says, hey like i noticed that you didn't eat a ton of dinner i just want to like check in see how you're doing that's one thing and then you can go and say oh you know like thanks for checking in i'm doing great i just really wasn't hungry at dinner but thank you like that's that but you shouldn't feel the need to sit there and order something you don't want because you feel like you have to prove something or finish a meal because you feel like you have to prove something I, again, I feel like in the beginning of the episode, I talked about people pleasing and how I struggle with that. And 
I don't know if this directly falls into that line, but I feel like I have to prove something when it comes to my eating disorder recovery and prove to people like, look, I'm recovering. I'm eating normal, but it's like, that's not how my body works. And that's what I've noticed. The more in tune I've gotten with it, I've just noticed more and more like I can't eat big meals. It doesn't make me feel good. It, it makes me feel sick and gross and I don't like it. But if I'm around people and we're at dinner and I only eat a little bit, if I feel like everyone else is going to, again, I, I wish I could think of a better word that's not judge because again, that implies negativity, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that, but I'll just use a word for the sake of whatever. I just feel this unsaid like judgment of like, oh, like, you know, the girl who struggled with an eating disorder, like isn't eating like (laughs) what's going on here. And it's just totally in my head. And I know that, you know, most of the time it is in my head, but sometimes it's true. And I, I just think it's, that's where I am now. I'm just having a hard time feeling like I don't have to prove constantly day after day, day after day, meal after meal that I am recovering and not back in the place that I was. And it's something I'm working on. And that's where I'm at right now. That is what I wanted to tell you guys about what I've been dealing with. And yeah, three years into recovery, still something I'm dealing with, but I have never had a better relationship with food. And again, it fluctuates. Going back to Spain last summer was really difficult for me because I had lost the weight. And since losing the weight, I feel like it's kind of placed this new fear in me where I am scared even more of gaining weight. And that's very, (laughs) I don't know if I should say that out loud on this podcast, but it's true and it's real and it is a fear and that's just coming from the eating disorder where that's a a real root from the eating disorder is that thought and it's a new thing I have to work through where I just have to constantly tell myself that I am not going to go back into that place of being in that eating disorder and I'm instead going to keep growing and going forward listening to my body, nourishing my body, eating a full three meals a day and not just snacking is something I'm working on. And it's difficult. And every day is different. Some days are good, some days are bad. And that's okay. And I'm going to keep getting better and it's going to keep going better as long as I'm actively fighting it every single day. And that sounds like a really tiring thing, I know, but I feel like it was so much worse when I was in my eating disorder. Day after day, I was thinking about food. 24-7, I was thinking about my meals, what I was going to eat next, when I could eat next, when it was okay to eat next, when I could eat sugar, when I couldn't eat sugar, X, Y, and Z. And I just feel like I'm in such a better place where food does not consume my every thought. I feel like I can fully live life, eat what I want when I want, when I'm hungry, and stop when I'm not. 
and it'll still be there when I'm hungry again. And it's great. So hopefully, if anything, this episode will encourage people or you if if you're struggling with it, that it is better, but it's still a constant everyday battle. And that's okay. And maybe one day, you know, 20 years from now, I won't even have a second thought about it. But it's still three years. Three years is not a ton, a ton of time. And so, yeah, that's that's the update I wanted to give you. If anyone wants to chat, like I said, feel free to DM the new Instagram at Disordered Podcast with two T's at the end. I respond literally 24-7. I will respond. But yeah, I think that's all I have to say for today. And as always, I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.